As we said last week, Matthew gave testimony of the camp. That was the testimony, but this week is a personal testimony. And so um, we're doing something different today. The Lord's table is not on. We'll have that next week. Thank you, Matthew. Bless you. Yeah, so last week I shared about how the Lord worked in the camp and over in New Guinea, and I wanted to share as well with all you guys how um, how the Lord worked in my own life and showed me quite a few different things, and um, for me it was very exciting. But um, I'll share with you my testimony. Like I grew up in a Christian home. Um, many of you know me. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ at a young age. I knew and understood the gospel and believed it all to be true. I gained a desire to live for the Lord and to serve Him with my life, and I've made a lot of efforts to do that in nearly every way that I can, with mission trips, with just trying to be faithful with coming to church and even trying to witness to other people and just as many things as I could do I tried to tried to do because I loved the Lord. I was never absolutely assured of my salvation though. Like I couldn't convince myself hundred percent sure that I was saved, but I could never convince myself either that I wasn't. I I believed. I knew I believed and to me, I'm like, well, how could I not be saved if I believed the Lord? But we just read that verse before, the devils also believe and tremble. And um, I think when I was 18, I was, I was baptised and just went on from there. But when I went to PNG this last time, I was very unsettled in my heart. I just didn't have any peace or joy and I wasn't certain where I stood before the Lord and I didn't know why I had... I just didn't know why I was feeling that way, but the Lord was convicting me and already working my heart again. And um, I been, began to question like the authenticity or the validity of my salvation and of my testimony and just started to examine, I guess, what it was based upon and you know where I stood before the Lord. And um, I just had less and less peace about it. I couldn't share my testimony with anyone I'd always just shared with people that I believed in the Lord at a young age and I'd accepted him as my saviour then but I had no time or place and not that you need that but I could look back at my life and I couldn't see any time where my life had changed there was nothing no nothing I could point to that was an indication to me that my life had changed that Jesus Christ had come in and um in the week leading up to the camp, I was over there for a week before camp and then the first few days of camp, a lot of people commented on how tired I looked and I was really tired because we'd been working long hours but I just agreed with them and said I needed more sleep but I knew in my heart that they could see the darkness that was in me. I knew it was darkness they were seeing and not just tiredness and for me it wasn't like a darkness of having committed some really wicked sin and you think of like we think of that as being really dark but for me I just knew it was an absence of light there was no light and we read that verse I think in Sunday school in 1 John as well and um, yeah I remembered too I started thinking about all the times back home I have times where I just get really miserable and I couldn't figure out why I just no joy no assurance nothing but like I could never figure out why I was miserable. I thought if I'm a child of God, I shouldn't have this misery in my life. And um, 
Certainly, probably those who are closest to me would have seen that. Not everyone would see that because outwardly I was fitting into the mold of a Christian and um, just doing everything right or like what you would expect it to be for a Christian. And um, probably the the biggest thing, like I started to realize as well that everything I'd ever done was more for the eyes of man rather than to actually serve God and please God, and all my foundations I guess started to fall apart but the biggest thing that um, just challenged me and convicted me was being able to observe the joy of the Lord in the faces of some of the people over there two people come to mind specifically one was Capus, Lockie knows Capus and the other was Samuel a young guy from up in the Chimbu and when he turned up at camp all of us who saw him were like wow he, he just had the glory of the Lord shine through his face like no one we, none of us had ever seen anyone like it we found out later it was like just during the time he'd nearly died from a sickness and he'd just grown so close to the Lord through that but his face just shone and I knew when I looked at him and I, I made an effort a lot of times to try and go and talk to him and get to know him because I knew in my heart that he had something I didn't have and I wanted that like I wanted, I loved the Lord and I, I wanted to know God, but I, I couldn't see where I was at. Even after all these things, I could not come to that point of realising that I wasn't saved. But um, on the Tuesday night of camp, Brother John Kura, Rivo from Sydney, Pup from Sydney and myself, we all went and um, we prayed through the evening message while Josh was preaching. And... I was already just really struggling in my heart to know where I was at then and they picked up on that through the way I prayed and the next morning John came and spoke to me and he was just really concerned and asked if we could talk. He said the Lord had burdened him for me and um, we didn't have a lot of time then. We just decided that we'd catch up when we had a bit of time later on whenever that would be and for the next day it was just too busy with camp and I didn't get to talk. I think it was Thursday afternoon I chatted to Pup a little bit and he shared with me some of his testimony and as he shared it I was more and more convinced that I wasn't actually saved. I didn't know the Lord but I still it still didn't hit home. It didn't click. And that Thursday night um, I had a bit of time just through dinner and that I went Brother John and I, we went to the room and just started looking at verses instead and um, he started taking, through, taking me through some scriptures and he took me through all the verses that a Calvinist would use that talk about um, being the elect and predestinated and then we went through all the verses that those who believe you can lose your salvation would lose and would use and everything pointed back to your assurance and your salvation being based upon your works. For a Calvinist, you know you're saved by your good works. And for one who loses your, can lose your salvation, you know you're saved because you're still doing you know, your good works. And, um, and then we started looking at, you know, well then it comes back to, you know, the self-righteousness. And he pointed out the self-righteousness in my life. And for me, I couldn't see it. I knew that salvation was by grace alone, you know, through faith in Christ. But I couldn't see that I was trusting in my own self-righteousness. And he um, just shared with me some of his testimony. He said, if anyone was saved out of the two of us, it would have been me, for sure. 
because I've grown up in a Christian home and done everything right. And from his background over in Lebanon and everything, it, there was a lot of um, past sin. And he said, like, you, and then we looked at the Pharisees in the Word of God and how righteous they outdo me by, you know, Miles and Paul's righteousness, but they weren't saved. And as he talked, every everything my salvation was based upon, every foundation I had built for myself that I could trust in, it was just being broken up and there was just I was running out of things to which I could be assured by I had nothing left and um, just all my pride and all my self-righteousness was just disappearing I had nothing just nothing I was empty and we'd probably been talking for an hour or two and it just suddenly clicked that I knew I wasn't saved I knew where I stood before God and um, brother John he told me afterwards that he could see when it clicked. He said there was no white left in my eyes at all. He said there was nothing left. And for me, it was not emotional. I wasn't the slightest bit emotional. And for me, I, like, that worried me because I thought to be broken before God, I'd have to be, you know, weeping or something. And I was expecting emotion and I had nothing. But it's a broken spirit that the Lord needs. And I realized afterwards that I was. I was completely broken before the Lord and that's when he can do his work in your life. And um, so John left me there in the room to sort it out and he went down to pray with the other guys through that Thursday night's message that John was, that Josh was preaching. And he, when he left me, he said he just felt so little peace about it because he, um, he was worried. He knew for self-righteous people, when they come to the end of themselves and realize that, everything they've done is nothing like I got to the point where I realized that I was nothing everything I'd ever done was nothing all my righteousness was filthy rags and if I'd spent the rest of my life doing everything that I could it would still amount to nothing and that's a pretty low point to get to and for someone like me he said he's worried that I would commit suicide or you know he just didn't know where I would go with it because for being taken from such a like just brought to naught there's nowhere you don't know where to turn but he he just decided he'd leave it in the lord's hands and he went and prayed with the boys and after they prayed like the first prayer he stopped and he's like i need to go and find him and he was just worried about me and pup pup said to him no we'll just leave it in the lord's hands so they prayed and they just waited until um josh had finished preaching and they went in to start counseling those who were wanting to get saved and john said for the first time ever in his life said there were about 20 young guys down the front kneeling down who were ready to give their lives to the Lord and he said he felt nothing for them and he said that had never happened so all he could think about was me he was just burdened with me and I thought it's just such a, a testimony of how the Lord was using so many other people and he cares for every single soul like the Lord was working in his life so that he could bring me like the Lord could save me and um he he prayed with Pup then and he came back to look for me and I'd gone out to the prayer hut because I didn't want anyone to come back while I was still trying to figure any, everything out. I couldn't, like, I I knew I had to accept the Lord and I couldn't pray. I didn't know what to pray or what I was hanging on to. I just couldn't. I was just, I felt really stuck and um, I went out to the prayer hut and he went home. No one had seen me and he didn't know where I was and he was exhausted. So he went to bed and um, it was about 11 o'clock that night. I was still out in the prayer hut, just getting nowhere. And um, he, 
he woke up and the Lord just laid it on his heart. He's like, I've got to find Matthew. And he, in his pyjamas, put on his gum boots and grabbed the umbrella and his jacket. It was pouring rain again that night. And he went out looking for me everywhere. And he, he found me down at the prayer hut and just came in and we just started talking. And he just asked very simply, he's like, what are you hanging on to? It's like, you've just got to let go of everything. You've got to let go of what everyone else is going to think. You've got to let go of your own self-righteousness, your pride. You've just got to let, let go of it all and trust Christ. And he, he even asked me what my trade was, like what job are you in? Because he said, you're just complicating it. And like you're making the gospel a lot more complicated. I wanted something to happen. Or I wanted to be able to do something. But even I, there is nothing, nothing that you can do, nothing that you can hang on to, nothing. And I ended up, I realized that for myself. And we, I got to the point where... Um, I just I knew I knew what Christ had done for me I knew where I stood before the Lord I knew that I was nothing I knew his sacrifice was sufficient I knew that um, I knew the gospel I've heard it that many times and I, I didn't need to I, I was worried about how I felt because I still felt no emotion I didn't even feel overly convicted but I knew I was a sinner I didn't need you know powerful conviction or something to happen and I decided I'm just going to commit my life to the Lord and leave the rest up to the Lord it's up to him to save me it's not me that can save myself my feelings can't save me so we knelt down and um, just prayed and I I don't remember exactly what I prayed but I remember asking the Lord to help me to let go of everything that I was hanging on to I didn't even know what that was and I just told the Lord that i trusted him and that his sacrifice was sufficient and although I wasn't worried how I felt it didn't matter how I felt that I just believed that his he would save me if I just committed my life to him and um, we got up from praying it was 11.50 Thursday night and I felt no different and I'm like oh I thought oh, that's a bit funny but I'm like, no it doesn't matter it's not how I feel that matters it's what Christ has done what he said that matters so I just decided I would believe it no matter what and I walked inside and there were a few people Buddy and Tab and Lydia and a few people were still up sitting down in the lounge room and I just told them I said I just got saved and I've never been filled with such a joy and assurance of knowing I just knew for sure it didn't matter what anyone said or did I knew where I was going to go for eternity and it was the first time I'd had that full perfect assurance of nothing wavering in it I just knew and um, I hadn't been able to smile the whole week leading up to it and a lot of times over here I haven't been able to smile and I just couldn't stop smiling I had a I had a joy that just comes from the Lord it's nothing else and I'll just read I want to read um you all know the song in the wilds book called um oh it is wonderful to be a Christian I'll just read the first verse says life has purpose now it never had before there is meaning to each day and even more for a joy and peace i can't explain is mine since i found new life in christ my lord divine oh it is wonderful to be a christian oh it is wonderful to be god's child oh it is wonderful to have your sins forgiven oh it is wonderful to be redeemed justified forever reconciled and the next day the next day i was struggling 
whether or not I'd actually gotten saved or did I just get assurance of my salvation, whatever. I didn't, you know, I was just asking questions because I'd lived the life that you were meant to live if you're a Christian. And um, the Lord just showed me a, a verse in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? I just realized it doesn't matter how I feel. God has said that he will save and that was enough. I just trusted in him and uh, the assurance is based upon Christ. And I had big expectations. I thought I'd come back to Australia and I'd want to share my testimony with everyone and I'd just, you know, stand strong. And I came back and found my flesh is just as real as it ever was. And... um. I struggled plenty with sin since I got back, but my joy and my assurance hasn't been taken away because of that. Yeah, there's always, you know, discouragement and sadness when you do sin, but my joy and my assurance is not anymore based upon anything that I do or have done. It's all based upon Christ and my salvation is based entirely upon Christ and He is the same yesterday, today and forever. So like that joy and that assurance cannot be taken away and it's such a good thing, but I just want to challenge you all verse I'll read verse Romans ten, two and three. I found this a couple of days later. I'm like, that's my testimony. It says, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Like that's exactly where I was at, but I couldn't see it. I'd read that verse many times, and it just never—I hadn't been able to see it in my own life. But Second Peter one ten says, "Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall." And Philippians two twelve, the end of it says, "Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling." And I read Second Corinthians thirteen verse five which was read in Sunday school this morning. Um, it says, Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. But like, it's, I don't know, nothing compares to just knowing. The, the assurance and the joy that comes from knowing that you have Christ as your saviour and knowing that it doesn't matter what anyone else does or believes, it can't be taken away. It's just something, I don't know how I missed that for so many years, but the Lord is merciful. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And He's promised that if you seek him, you will find him. I didn't expect, I was seeking the Lord. I wanted to know the Lord in a deeper way. I knew I didn't have a relationship with the Lord like I could. And I, I believe the whole time that, you know, I, I could know the Lord. I believed it all with my heart, but I, I didn't have that peace and assurance in my own life. I remember in New Guinea, in one of the team times, I had 130 boys that I was in charge of for the camp. And one of the team times after Josh had preached a message on assurance, I started like talking to them and I was telling them, you can know for sure and you need to know for sure. And the whole time I didn't know and I was just convicting myself even more. But I did believe 100% that you can and you can know for sure. And now I do for myself. That's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Thank you.